Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Michelle Schaefer. She's the co-founder of Planet Business, founder of Empath Entrepreneur Academy, an award-winning blogger and podcast host like myself, minus all the award-winning. She's the creator of Lingo Dianetics, the science of words that feel. That's interesting. We'll probably talk about that today. Uh, Michelle has mentored 25,000 plus bloggers through blogging challenges and her popular podcast, which reaches 156 countries around the world through her blog, podcast, and social media. She's connected with hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs like you, guiding them towards creating profitable businesses they're passionate about while making a positive difference in the world. Startup Nation, are you ready for Michelle Schaefer? You can find her at michelleschaefer.com. That's spelled with two Fs, michelleschaefer.com. Go check her out. She's awesome. I know we're going to have a great conversation. Michelle, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thank you. I am excited to be here and appreciate the intro. Yeah. Um, started out my business about 20 years ago now. So done a few things over the years, a lot of content marketing, a lot of blogging. And um, my main focus is helping people take their calling, their mission, what they're passionate about and turn that into a business that's both profitable and achieves positive change in the world. Love what I do and excited to be here on the show with you today. Awesome. So you're all about the feel good business, make yes, money sir. while doing good in the world. Yes. There's, uh, I love it. Lots all right. of ways to make money. I prefer the ones that allow you to sleep peacefully at night. Duh. Awesome. Okay. So share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, let's see. Something personal about me that very few people actually know. You know, I think a lot of people who only know me professionally are surprised to find out that I grew up a preacher's kid in rural Alaska. My parents were missionaries, uh, had my first kiddo at 18, and I'm now mom to a 20-year-old as well as uh, two teenagers. Wow. All right. So there's so many things about that story that are unique. Alaska, first off, who does that, mm -hmm. right? And then your pastor's kid. And then you had a kid at 18 years old, you said? Yes, sir. 18 years old. Okay. So I'm sure that was great for the, you know, the dinner conversations with a <laughs> pastor home. Oh, well, I should mention I was married. So I got married Good. as soon as I turned 18, um, had three kids. And nice. uh, yeah, childhood growing up was very different for me. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I grew up in a town that had less than 5,000 people, no roads to it at all. So you had to fly in or out. And it was, it was a very different way to, uh, to grow up for sure. But there were a lot of things I learned that really have helped me in my business over the years. Mm. All right. So let's get into the business story here. Why blogging? Oh, okay. So why blogging? When I started my blog, it was an accident to be honest with you. So I had been in business about seven or eight years at that point. I was setting up a lot of websites and doing virtual assistant type work. And I realized I was answering the same questions over and over and over and over again for people. So I asked my assistant at the time, I'm like, what is the fastest way to take this and put it on the internet somewhere so I could just link people to the answer? Because, you know, people tend to ask the same questions. And he did some research and he's like, there's this thing called B2. It just turned into WordPress. It seems like we could use that. So I had him install it and just started posting things with this content management system. I didn't even realize it was a blog. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was just so many people have this question. Let me put the answer somewhere so I can refer people to it. And then I started getting emails from people who are like, I saw this link. Can I hire you? And I went, whoa, okay, what just happened? People are coming to me wanting to hire me and they're really easy to close into clients. What am I doing and how do I do it on purpose? And that's really how I got started blogging was then I went, okay, answering people's questions not only gets them to come find me, but they also want to hire me. So that turned into me intentionally then really blogging realizing how well content marketing worked and starting to teach it to my clients. So Michelle, first off, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, what a cool story. <laughs> That's the first part. What a cool story. The second part is what the bleep, like, how does that happen? Okay. Because it's never happened to me. And I know my listener right now, you're sitting there right now and you're, you got your pen and paper out. You're ready for Michelle's top three tips and strategies. We'll get to that. And you're hearing her story and you're like, okay, that sounds way too easy. Why is it such a struggle for me to make my first 100K? I don't have clients coming knocking down my door. What did Michelle do differently? Okay, she answers her questions. I've been answering questions. I'm on forums. I'm on blogs. I'm answering questions. I'm still struggling financially. Michelle, what do you say to them right now? Well, first I would say... Anytime we look at somebody's business from the outside, it's easy to think it was an overnight success. I had been struggling in business for about eight years before the story I just shared happened. And it was probably another two years after that before I actually really got momentum happening in my business and figured out what to do to make it work. So, you know, there are all those moments of frustration and struggle that came before I started to put those pieces together. Um, and there were a lot of moments that I was like, this isn't worth it. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And that actually really ties into the three tips that I have for people. But I think the biggest thing was me looking for the opportunities and recognizing them when I saw them. Right. Recognizing, hey, if this worked one time and one person found me, I can do it again and get 10 people to find me. I can do it again and get 100 people to find me. And really just focusing on those moments as I saw them and then figuring out how do I do it again? How do I do it bigger? How do I do it better? And really just letting everything that started from, you know, zero or a tiny, tiny seed really become something for me. Mm. 
I get that so much. And, and I'll just speak personally. Um, right before I got on here, I told you I was on a, one of my coaching calls. And, mm -hmm. But before that, right before I was getting on the coaching call, I got an email saying that I sold my first ebook with the new platform I just put up yesterday, right? Awesome. And so within 24 hours, I, I, I validated and I did a Facebook ad or whatever, and it just paid itself off, right? So I'm at 100% break even. Now, if I get another client, because it runs till tonight, the campaign, then boom, awesome profit. I'm actually at a few dollars profit. Nice. My point in that is that it, it's not a large price tag for the ebook. It's on anxiety with entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I'm hearing constantly in my spiritual coaching business, it's like the number one thing people are coming yeah. to me with is anxiety, worry, anxiety disorder, depression, yeah. and it's just killing them, not just in business, but it's costing them their, their spouse, their relationships, their kids, all of it. So I just put together you know, I was doing a five minute spiritual exercise with all my clients and all, all of a sudden they're reducing all their anxiety, right? Gone in days, gone in days. And I had used it on myself. And I was like, maybe I should just write an ebook and get this out to some people. And it doesn't sound like much, but selling the first one, I pretty much jumped out of my chair. It's not oh, the yeah. money, it's the validation <laughs> yes. that the, the, the one page sales letter I put up worked. Yes. And now I can increase my ad spend because I already know it works. Now, if I double my ad spend, I'll get two sales tomorrow. If I double it again, I'll get four sales. You, this, this is exciting. So is that what you're awesome. talking about? Yes, absolutely. It's just looking for those little wins. And when you have a win, no matter how small it is, build on that because you're doing something right. Okay, so Startup Nation. Find that thing in your business that worked. And maybe it didn't work at this grandiose level of perfection expectation that you were hoping for. You didn't make the, the $50,000 on your launch. Got it. But when you launched, did some people convert? What's that percentage? Go tweak some of your copy. Go really dig in more into you know, what's going on in the mind of my client? How can I go even deeper into their benefits, into their wants and their hidden desires, their unspoken desires, and really get into that? Because when you do, more people are going to say, hey, that's me. I want this. But you have a working model. So find out what's working. Where are people already buying something from you? Go to work on that. Michelle, Absolutely. let's get into you, girl. What are your top three three tips and strategies for Startup Nation. They've been waiting so patiently. Stop keeping them on the hook. What do you got? Make it practical awesome. and tactical. All right. I've, I've got notes. So the, the first thing that came to mind when I was really thinking about this question, the foundation of everything really is purpose. And I know everybody's like, oh, everybody says that all the time. But that is the only thing that will keep you getting up in the morning and focusing through the times where that ebook doesn't sell right away or that blood doesn't get traffic right away, or all the things that don't go as well as you hoped the first time around is really knowing what the purpose is for what you do. And when I started my business, I didn't know what that was. I was one of those people who was an accidental entrepreneur in every way possible. It was not, let me start a business. It was literally, I can't afford to buy groceries to feed my kids. Mm. What do I do? You know, and I had that moment where I woke up, actually, my son woke me up one morning. He like toddled into my room, woke me up and he was hungry. 
And we walked into the kitchen, me knowing the whole time there was nothing in my kitchen. My fridge was empty. I had a box of store-brand mac and cheese and a package of ramen noodles in the cabinet. That was it. He didn't want to eat that because he'd been eating that for a couple of weeks. And I remember just kind of collapsing on the floor and kind of crying out to God and just saying, God, this has to change. Help me figure out what I can do to, to build a business, to create an income, to take care of my family. And it was just one of those moments where I knew things were going to change. I didn't know how, I didn't know what was going to be different, but something was going to change. And, you know, fast forward a while, I did manage to figure out where to get started, how to build a business, how to sell some things online. At the time, I mean, zero money. So I was literally using those old net zero CDs and alternating between net zero and AOL free trials for the first couple of months until I got money coming in and started figuring it out. And then about a year, two years into it, I got this email. I woke up, went to check my email out my computer, and I saw a timestamp. Somebody had emailed me at like 3 a.m. I was like, wow, that's a really weird time to be up and sending an email to somebody you don't know. And when I opened the email up, it was a woman sharing with me that she had been about to give up on her business. And when she saw me share my story, she changed her mind and decided that if I could do it, she could do it. And that's when I realized it wasn't about me. It wasn't just about taking care of my family. It was really about the fact that I knew from personal experience, entrepreneurship is the answer to the world's problems. It's how we empower parents and families and individuals to take control of their lives and really be able to do what they're here to do. And when I had that click in my head and realized God has a purpose for this, for me, everything changed. And from there, I was able to look at things differently and really feel like there's a reason for what I'm doing. Now, let me do it on purpose. Let me look at how do I not just make this amount of money a month, but how do I help this many people? How do I grow this into something where I can reach even more people? How do I get visible? And that's where content marketing and all of that started to come in. But it really went back to me finding the purpose that was bigger than me. Mm. Thank you for sharing that story. It's powerful and, and Startup Nation, just so you know, Michelle was holding back tears as she's saying it. And because that, that was real. That was a moment of pain in her life to look down at your kid and see them hungry and you can't feed them properly. I get that. So then I have my skeptical listener right now. My skeptical listener, they're sitting there, Michelle, and they're like, all right, Michelle, but like, I just want to make money. Like, I'll do the purpose after I, I put some food on the table. Absolutely. That's how I built my business. Where I, where I ended up today was because that's how I started. And number two, actually, on my list, uh, part of what I wrote down is something that a coach told me years ago that has been one of the best pieces of advice I ever received, which is make money first, build your business second. If you are in fear mode and you are worried about how you're going to cover your rent, how you're going to put food on the table, you can't focus enough to get strategic about the business. So don't worry about building a scalable, sustainable business first. Just worry about making your baseline, whatever that number is for you. And do whatever you have to do until you can do what you wanna do. I took on a lot of projects early in my business that no, they weren't necessarily what I wanted to be doing long-term, but they put food on the table and they got me to a place where I was stable enough to build something that I wanted to build. So number two on my list is really solving problems. And there's two sides to that coin. Um, one of them is for 
your audience. If you just look at what problems do they have, and you mentioned this earlier, anxiety, what problems are they having that you can solve? If you keep your focus on that and look at yourself as the bridge, there's a problem, there's a solution. If you know the people with the problem and you know the solution, either you can deliver it or you know someone who can, you can be the bridge between those two and that's where the money is made in your business. So whether it's affiliate marketing because you bridge problem and solution or whether it's leading them to you as a solution, as long as you stay focused on solutions, on answers, on solving problems, you can always get money going in your business. And that's a big thing. Like early in my business, I made the mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs do of solving what I thought the real problems were instead of going, what do you see as the problem that you want solved and actually answering what my community said. You've got to sell people the solution they want and give them the solution they need as part of it. We can all look at our clients and, I, and go, no, but I know the real problem is X. Well, yeah, but if that's not what my client wants, I can't solve that problem unless I really connect to what they see as the problem and then help them solve it. So focusing on solutions is huge. And this, the flip side of that, and this goes to what you said about mindset being what holds a lot of us back when we're getting started. You can either find a problem for every solution someone gives you, or you can find a solution for every problem. Too often I see people go, but that won't work for me, here's why. No matter how many solutions they see or they're offered or they listen to, don't be that person. Instead, just ask yourself, how can I make that work for me? The tips on a show like this might not line up exactly with what you're looking for, but instead of dismissing it and going, but I don't have X, but I'm not this person, I don't have that, ask yourself, how can I make it work? Because there's always a way to make it work for you if you get creative and stay focused on solutions. That's all you gotta do really in business is solve problems. Just constantly look for ways to solve problems. Your business will grow, your audience will love you, and you will be able to get to your goals. So that's number two on my list is stay focused on solving problems. Got it. Stay focused on solving problems. And such an important point that you make, and I need to uh, just spotlight it again. Startup Nation, I have done this so many times in business that I have focused on problems I thought my customer was having rather than asking my customer what was the problem that they wanted solved. For example, in spiritual coaching, I know deep down, I've learned it myself in my own life, that the reason, the, the place where all my anxiety came from was my broken relationship with my creator. That's where all my stress came from. I'm trying to be the creator in my own life and play God. And it causes all this anxiety, worry, stress, etc. Well, I can't show up to one of my clients and say, hey, it's your relationship with God that's causing all your anxiety. I can fix, help you fix that. They're going to be like, no, I just want help with the anxiety. Show me how to get rid of the anxiety. That's all I want. I just want to have a normal life. They're not focused on growing the relationship with God right now because yeah. they're starving for the, you know, they're living on ramen noodles spiritually. Yeah. So I just share that because Michelle, that's an awesome distinction you made is really get clear. What does your client want right now? Not what you think they need. You Give know, them what I, they need, but sell them what they want. Exactly. I use the example when I'm talking to clients about this of, you know, I get migraines and I've had migraines so bad before that I've gone in right to urgent care to see the doctor. Now we all know that if I don't want migraines, probably what I need to do is get more exercise, eat healthy, reduce my salt intake, reduce my caffeine, 
and reduce the stress levels that I have. But when I am in that kind of pain, if the doctor tells me that, I'm going to be pretty upset because what I want him to do is give me a pill that will take the pain away because I know it exists, right? I believe that exists. And if he writes that prescription, gives me that pill, I take the pill and my pain goes away, then I trust him enough because he stopped the acute pain to listen to what he says will prevent it in the future. Mm. And you've really got to think about the reason somebody comes to you. If I go into that doctor's office, it's because I want the prescription pill that's going to stop it right away. But he knows what I actually need is the diet, the exercise, the stress relief. But I won't listen to that when I'm in that kind of pain because I can't process that answer yet. So you've got to use what your clients are in pain about, help them solve what they see as the pain first, what they see as the solution, and then guide them towards what you know long-term they actually need. Mm, so good. I love it. And in Startup Nation, I'm putting myself on the hook. I've made this mistake. I did it in my spiritual coaching business and I should know better. This is my 12th business. Okay. I, I have these amazing guests on my show every week re-echoing, oh, this is what to do. This is what not to do. And then there I go again. And I focus, oh, here's what clients need. This is what I'm going to give them. And why aren't they buying? I just don't get it. They don't even know what's good for them. Right. And it's just ego. And when I finally just started listening and just saying, okay, what are they saying over and over again? And it's like, man, they're just stressed. The leap out like anxiety anxiety someone just i I can't even function i can't even be clear to think about what you're talking about joseph help me give me the instant pill then i want to listen so michelle thank you for that what is your third strategy or top tip what do you got the third one and this was what really made the difference when i look back at the difference between struggling around 60, 80, 85K a year and really breaking over 100K a year, it was me finally getting support in my business, not trying to do it all myself, reaching out and starting to look at, okay, who's already done this that can show me what to do? Because we don't know what we don't know. I didn't grow up in business. I don't didn't go to college for it. Started my business like right out of high school, basically, right? And I had no idea how to strategically start and grow a business. I had no idea how to scale a business. I didn't know how to have a sales conversation, any of those things. And when I actually went, okay, who can help me with this? Then everything started to shift. And when I first made that connection, I didn't have a ton of money to invest, right? So it wasn't like I went straight to, let me pay 25K to be in this great mastermind. It was, okay, here's three people I can learn from. Let me read every single book they've written, every single YouTube video. Let me listen to every episode of their podcast with the intention of I'm going to start saving towards being able to invest in working with this person and surround myself, immerse myself in what I can learn from them until I hit that spot where I actually can invest and really get support one-on-one specific to my business. And I would jump on every free webinar, not just to consume the free information, but literally stay till the end, ask questions, and then have my list of here's what I'm going to go do. Go do that, make money, come back and buy the thing that would help me get to the next level. And so getting support in all the different areas of my business was really the third thing. And that was both learning to look at it as an investment financially So looking at my business a little bit differently. And then also you mentioned ego a minute ago, getting ego out of the way enough to realize 
it's okay to need help. It's okay to say, I need help. And it's okay to take somebody else's advice and guidance and follow it so that you can get to where you're going faster. No, that's only okay for women, right? <laughs> Us men, we don't want to ask for help. Let's be real. Okay. Cause I deal with this all the time, right? My male clients are like, I have to get through their bleeping egos first yeah. before I can even get to like helping them where women show up and they're just like, listen, I realize I don't have this all figured out. I'm just tired of the pain. Just tell me what to do. And it, there's no ego there. And I'm just like, man, why can't the world just show up more female energy? That's funny. You know, I, I think it's a process that, that we all go through, like finding how we can say, hey, I need help with this. And, you know, I think one of the things that I realized was there are so many people out there who are ready and willing to help if we're just willing to ask, who are more than happy to take five minutes and say, this is what I did. This is where I started. This is what I changed that worked if we're willing to ask the questions. I agree with you. Awesome. Okay. So Startup Nation, we're listening to Michelle Schaefer. You can find her at michelleschaefer.com. She's a badass. She's giving us her top three tips and strategies. Rewind the show, take notes. She, what she's saying is really, really good. And I just quoted her, do whatever you have to do until you can do what you want to do. That's such an important reminder. So go out there and get it. All right, Michelle, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. Okay. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, watching lives change. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, getting up early. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Let's get real about what's real. We're all human. We're all broken. We're all like figuring it out. We're not perfect. What are you most afraid of? I am most afraid of not actually living up to my purpose here. Yeah, I get that. I believe we're struggling with uh, something at any given moment of our lives. What are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally? Oh, let's see. Personal level, I would say continuing to work on discipline. You know, I mentioned getting up early, continuing to work on remembering, you know, I've only got one body. I've got to take care of it. I've got to make the right decisions with food and exercise and all of that. So that's definitely an ongoing thing for me. Um, professionally, continuing to scale and figuring out the time management, juggling pieces between different things, because every time you transition and scale, there's this period where you're still doing all the old stuff while setting up all the new stuff. And it's, it's crazy, like mentally to keep focused on getting through that period. So I'd say that's one that I'm, I'm challenged by right now. Cool. Thanks. What secret fear do you have about people? Oh, secret fears about people. So I'm, I'm pretty public about my fears. I'm a serious introvert. I have major, have had major anxiety uh, issues and I'm that kid who was always hiding under the table. So I have this constant secret fear that I'm just not good enough, mm. that nobody actually wants to hear what I have to say, that I don't have anything valuable to share. And I constantly have to remind myself, God created us all with a purpose, with value. And as long as we show up and give whatever our absolute best is, it's good enough. Mm. Such a good reminder. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Oh, man, that's a long list. I think what I most wish that I had figured out sooner was I am not my business. 
because I have a personality brand and I am a service provider, and, and especially when I started out, I had a tough time emotionally separating myself enough to make smart decisions. So if I got bad feedback or had a client who was unhappy or felt like I didn't do something well enough, I felt like I was a failure instead of going, okay, that piece in my business isn't working quite right. What do I change? What do I implement differently to make it work? So really learning to kind of put that CEO hat on and go, you know, big girl pants time. I am a business owner. I am not my business. How do I fix this? That's one thing that took me a while to figure out. Yeah, that's a big one. What's a new habit you want to break? New habit that I want to break. Uh, hitting uh, sorry, a new habit you want to form. My apologies. <laughs> okay. well, same answer. Um, not hitting snooze on my alarm. So making sure that I actually start my day every day intentionally by keeping my word to myself. Because mm. I realize that when I hit snooze on my alarm, I'm not doing what I said I would do. Yeah. That's not a good way to start my day. Oh, so that's man. a habit so I'm true. really working on. Got it. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, hitting snooze. <laughs> hitting snooze. Yeah, clear. Okay. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Who I am now. Let's say three words. Um, intentional. And I haven't always been. That's when I've really been working on. Um, focused. Again, something that I've really been working on. And you know how we set intention words for the year? One of mine this year that I'm really focused on is, is the word shine. Just show up and let your light shine. Really show up as me or show up as you. That's another one that I'm really focused on this year of not being afraid to let all of me out there. That's right, girl. All right, so pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Oh, man. First year in this business, overwhelmed, anxious, and really uncertain. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's something we, a lot of us struggle with for sure. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your kids in the eyes and give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? That's such a great question. I think I would say that despite all of the times I've made mistakes, all of the things I've done wrong, the one thing that I tried to do and that I tried to live was a focus on the purpose for why I was here. And if you find that and hold on to that, everything else will be okay. I like you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. You're so real. It's, it's awesome. Very refreshing. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year in 2020 during a pandemic? All these excuses. Pandemic. How do they do it? What's, what's the final wisdom? Oh, I think if, if I could share one piece of wisdom with them, it would be just know that it's possible because that's all you need. If you know it's possible and you stay focused on that and just try things, test things, don't give up, you can and you will get there. Just keep that in your mind that it is possible. If I can do it, if Joseph can do it, you can make it happen. All right, Startup Nation, you're getting a pep talk from Michelle Schaefer here. You can find her at michelleschaefer.com. She's a rock star. All right, Michelle, um, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? I know you got a special link for them with some gifts or whatever. What you got? Absolutely. So if you go to Michelle Schaefer, that's Michelle with two L's, S-H-A-E-F-F-E-R.com forward slash 100K, 
you will find a free gift that I put together for your listeners, Joseph. That's a content marketing masterclass where I walk through five steps to create the right kind of content to not just attract people and get you visible, but to get sales, to get clients, to get customers from what you put out there by answering people's questions and solving their problems. Uh, totally free. My gift to you, just go to michelleshafer.com forward slash 100K. All right, Startup Nation, if you want to write copy that converts, go check out that link. Michelle is, a, is hooking you up right here. Michelle, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.